All right, all right, all right. We are back another week of Mega Sheen. What is going on, people? Apparently, too much because everything is happening from the comic world to real life. <laughs> right? How how's everything in you know sunny LA? Well, we yes, we got sun again. We're not really raining, so it's pretty good. Um, just got the word that I will be on a on a queer panel at WonderCon, so I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Uh, yes. When is WonderCon? WonderCon is around April, the April 1st weekend. So it's going to be around that time. It's going to be Anaheim. It's to kick off before we get into the big Comic-Con, which is mm-hmm. San Diego. So my our goal is once we get into WonderCon, we hopefully will get into San Diego. So you'll see me on the panel there. So I'm really excited for that. And... At the same time, while I'm on these panels, I'm going to be talking about Mega Sheen, and I'm really excited about that, too. Exactly. Well, while we're also talking about cons, I don't know if everybody's uh, heard about it, but we are an affiliate of Universal Fan Con that's supposed to be happening in April of next year in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the idea of uh, the Black Geeks and Black Girl Nerds, or our friends in the podcast world, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Get, go over to uh, www.universalfancon.com, get some information. Uh, tickets will be available here in the next few weeks, so take a look, listen, um, follow Universal FanCon on Twitter, um, and yeah, we hope to see everybody there. We I know it's so. going to be huge. It is going to be huge. It's going to be lit. It's going to be in Baltimore, of all places. So we will be <laughs> at the restaurants. And all that stuff, Kiki and everything else. So I'm so um, Cheesecake Factory, get ready, because we're gonna be packed. I'm already side on you now. Well, so, <laughs> well, no, Cheesecake Factory is big in that area, like especially in that, in that main area where the hotel is. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's gonna be right. lit. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be lit as fuck. I cannot wait. Yes, it should be something to see. So I'm excited and all that good stuff. So, yeah, we got some stuff coming up and everything. How about what's going on with you, Nick? Um, Let's see what's going on. Really, uh, nothing. A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> um, I am actually nursing an injury to my knee. Oh, Lord. So I don't know what happened. This must have been sometime early last year. Mm-hmm. So at first it was my, I think it was my left foot. Then the pain went to my right knee. And now it is so bad that I can't run. And I haven't been running since August. So now, you know, I'm trying to stop being a bastard about not going to the doctor and actually go to the doctor to see what's wrong with this thing. Because I need to be running. Yeah. And, you know, men men in general are especially, uh, they do this a lot, not going to the doctor, Mm -hmm. prolonging, going to the doctor postponing you know all that jazz saying oh i'm fine i'll just you know put some ice on it and it'll be better but it's getting to the point where even just walking is getting harder so i need to take my little ass to the doctor yeah you need to go i mean it's nothing wrong i like going to the doctor sometimes because you know you go in and then they want to tell you something brand new i'm like you know i wasn't ready for that i asked you to check my blood pressure now you're trying to tell me that you know i got Galt. <laughs> right now, I got gout. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. I got some new. I got a new foot coming. You know, stuff like that. But 
I don't mind going. My doctor is kooky because <laughs> he always tries to tell jokes and they're not funny. But my doctor's fine too. Oh, I don't have a fine doctor now. So. Oh my god! <laughs> so I went to go take uh, a uh, get my uh, annual HIV test, which mm-hmm. is everybody should do. Yeah. And my doctor gonna ask me if I was a top or bottom. Ooh. I said, sir. Is that necessary information? Is that an invitation? Right. <laughs> like, hold on. Like, aren't you a married man? <laughs> oh, asking me all these personal questions. Like, <laughs> like, girl. I know you can't. You can't be fine to ask these personal questions. I'm like, are you ready for the answer? Because right. Because the next question is, what? What about you? But you know, <laughs> it's you know, we can't be fast everywhere, but sometimes you can be. <laughs> Let's see, we have a lot to discuss today on the show. We're going to be talking about so much that this happened over the weekend. And then we're going to get into some Logan, which was cute. That was cute. Uh, I'll I'll save my opinions for when we come to that. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll get into some Logan a little bit later, but let's get into some Aunt May's tea. And we're going to start out a little bit light, and then we're going to get into some heavy stuff. So, let's start out with some Yona. Yona Harvey. Is, yes. Go ahead. She is making some history up in some Marvel. Because, I, you know, I didn't even think about this, but she's going to be the first black woman to ever write for Storm. And I had to think about that for a minute. You know, because Storm was back in 74. So, me and Storm were around the same age. And so, <laughs> I'm sitting here like... You mean there's been, this is the first time a black woman is writing this character? And I think about, of course, because there hasn't been that many women writing, you know, X-Men over the years. So, wow. (laughs) I was really happy to see that. I was really happy to see that. And she's a poet, too. Yeah, she's a poet. Uh, She's wrote, uh, what did she write? She wrote um, Hemming the Water. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like it's been damn near my whole lifetime that a black woman has ever written a comic uh, for Storm. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's so groundbreaking. And it's like, damn, it took this long mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, she previously worked on uh, World of Wakanda with uh, Tanahashi Coates. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, a good story. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm yeah. proud and I hopefully... We'll see some more work out of her. Yeah, and she's gonna she's writing for Black Panther and the crew, which features Black Panther, Misty Knight, Storm, Luke Cage, um, Minifold. Um, I think we'll see some other characters that will pop in from probably from Wakanda. Maybe see some Monica Rambeau. We, you know, we'll probably see some other uh, characters of color in this. But I am looking forward for this this series, and I. Again, it, it, when you stop and think about it, it is very interesting that Storm has been written mostly by men and mostly white men over the years. It's been uh, a few times, a few times that a man of color have written her. I think Greg Pak or the last person who, who, when she had her own miniseries, was a person of color who wrote her. But this is the first time a black woman. <laughs> it's just interesting because I always feel like black women have been in the comics, but you know, honestly, they have not been that prevalent in comics. Mostly indie comics, but not like in the big ones that we've known over the years. Right. And while we're on this, a shout out to uh, fellow podcasters, uh, Misty's Nights Uninformed Afro, hosted by Jamie Broadnax oh, yes. and Steph Williams. B 
because they give so much good information. Mm-hmm. I'm not particularly a comic book reader, but while the first few episodes, they talked about Storm, mm-hmm. they talked about Misty Knight, and they talked about Monica Rambeau, and I learned so much yeah. just from those episodes. It's true. So, you know, y'all check out our um, our friends in the podcast world. They um, really get into these conversations. I really enjoyed the Monica Rambeau um, because it was, I, I felt like I, out of all the ones, I don't know her that well. Now, I know Storm Up and Down, but I don't know Monica Rambeau that much, and I feel like I got a lot from this issue because there was a, from that particular episode because they just really got into it. Um, and if people didn't know, just really quick about Romana, because she took on, she fought a god, she fought Zeus, and she fought uh, Magneto and won against both of them. So mm-hmm. she is a badass woman. So y'all just need to keep that in mind. Right, and with all her history and her background, why haven't we had some kind of series with her as a lead? You yeah. know? Yeah, and she like she used to lead the Avengers, but I would like to see her do something else. I would like to see a new comic that focuses on the black women of Marvel um, to where they are doing something, or women of color in Marvel, if we want to, you know, expand it. But I would like to see that. But again, to Yona, we are so excited. I can't wait to see what Yona has to do with these characters and see how she puts a voice to Storm because Storm is a very powerful character and you know and no shade to the people who wrote her in the past because they gave Storm some, some of the greatest lines ever um, but I, I'm just excited that a black woman is now writing a black woman <laughs> one of the right. first black women in comics exactly so moving on to some other news so Logo Presented oh, some new nice. uh, original content. Trash. Uh, <laughs> called a Fire Island. So, uh, off top, they had a little trailer, and it just looked like um, South Beach, but in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know, Fire Island is an island in, I think, it, what is it, upstate New York? Or yeah, it's up New there. York City adjacent, whatever. And three months out of the summer, it becomes a, a gay mecca. Mm-hmm. So it follows the stories of five guys, I think, and um, four of them are, you know, the stereotypical muscle-bound gays. Oh, and then they have a bear. Them. Yeah, six of them. Six of them? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Mm. Well, I, <laughs> I saw the trailer and I was like, um, so let me get this straight. You went on Instagram and found Instagram models, Instagram gays to do this. And then the story is going to be about them staying at Fire Island for the summer. So it's like that type of real world experience. But all of these guys are, you know, good looking. Um, Five of these guys are super cut. So they fit the whole stereotypical gay look. And then we have the bearish one um, who's in there. He has a new boyfriend. So he's going to try to navigate um, this summer with, you know, his name is Justin. He's going to try to navigate um, without losing the focus on his new boyfriend. Now, if you look at any of the, like, if you go on Now New Next and anything about this, it's all about them looking for adventure, looking for love and adventure and staying out of trouble. So it's like, okay, so you basically said (laughs) that they're going to try not to be whorish and they're going to try to be, you know, they're gonna have a lot of drama, and it seems like it's gonna be a lot of drama for nothing. I don't, I don't. 
I said this on Twitter and I'm like, this is 2017. This type of programming was cute in 2000. But 2017, we need to be, if you are considered the gay network, which logo is supposed to be, I feel like that you should be bringing us some new stuff. And it's funny when you got other programming, you know what I'm saying? Like you got, you got other programming, FX and all them trying to change up their game to bring you some, some super content, like stuff that you'd be like, oh Lord, what's this? When you have like A&E trying to give you some real drama, I feel like, okay, Logo, you've been around longest than some of these channels. Shouldn't you be on the cusp of giving us something challenging when it comes to the LGBT world? And when it comes to the queer community, the queer community, you need to be trying to give us something that we can take home with us, like and you know, spiritually and, and soulfully or whatever. But what you're giving us is 2000. You're giving us early Bravo. You're giving us stuff that even Andy would even give us. <laughs> and everybody knows Andy give us he gives you drama when he when he puts together some Bravo stuff but it's funny because I think Andy said he would never he would never do a show like this and right. I'm, I'm like if if that hoe ain't doing a show like this then... it reminded me of uh, the A-list that I used to watch on oh, Logo God. and it just was giving me that kind of vibe yeah and, and that was trash too well to oh. be honest yeah, I, the only reason I watched it because Mike Ruiz was on it and I thought he was so hot I still think he is hot <laughs> Um, the only, like, I'm not going to fault anybody who watches it, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, do your own thing. I feel like, yes, as a community, we should see ourselves not in only good light, but, you know, the trashy, mm-hmm. real housewives-esque type of way. Mm-hmm. But Logo as a programming station, like, they don't have any good original content. Mm-hmm. So they had RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be shown... It's premiering on VH1, mm-hmm. where RuPaul originally started her own show. Mm-hmm. So now they don't have any, they don't have an anchor to it. Yeah. You know, everybody was only watching Loco because of RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Now that she's quote unquote gone, they don't have any, they don't have a standout personality that's helping them get any kind of capture as far as the market, the mm-hmm. viewers market share. So honestly, they can just cut the whole channel off as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> They're only showing Golden Girl remake uh, reruns any damn way. And Bewitched. You know, yeah. And we got other channels that's doing that, too. There's new channels popping up every week. Um, MeTV right. shows everything from, you know, from back then. I just don't know what they were thinking with this show because I don't think this show's not going to bring the viewers. If you look at the, if you go and look at anything talking about this show, it's all negative. And I feel like with the recent, um, just the recent, you know, stuff when it comes to gay shows if it's not diverse if it's not something that's challenging it's not going to get watched um you think about when we rise that didn't do well in the ratings at all um and then something else happened where it didn't do well in the ratings oh, it was some other show that was on usa about white folks but mostly white gays and it didn't do well either what logo should have done was maybe created some 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 new content that would be fun to watch like i think about um well, it's freeform now, but ABC Family. They gave us, hell, they give us better gay content than they do. We got the Fosters, um, which is with, you know, lesbians raising kids. Um, and then you have, you know, little, what's that, little liars or little pretty, pretty little liars that had some, you know, 
queer content in it too. Those have those shows have done good with that. I feel like logo, you're missing the mark every time. Either right. just get it together or shut down. But this show is not. I mean, like you, I would I I would have liked to seen this back in the day. You know, a little trash. You know, because I, I do like the housewives. But I feel like now, when we are at a new era of stuff that's happening to our community, it'll be nice if we had some things that um, that kind of you know uplift us and motivated us, not stuff that we like. Okay. I didn't like the. They have one of the people on there. I think he's Hispanic or uh, Spanish or whatever, and he has like he's speaking in broken English almost, and it seems like they're trying to portray this another trope you know like how they're doing with Sofia Vergara mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that I think and it's they Jorge. didn't have the yeah I think it's yeah. Jorge Jorge is he's from Venezuela he left his boyfriend and career as a doctor behind to become a marketing strategist in New York okay <laughs> well that's cute um they also have the the black guy. Um, yeah, he, they name him as the leader because he's danced for Beyonce and um, Lady Gaga. Well, I mean, that's that's good for him. Yeah, Did good. you read that article? That <laughs> the, the first sentence was like, okay, it's time to get your lube. I said, okay, yeah, okay yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yes, that, that's your introduction. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw that and I was like, this is why we're not friends because, no, no, because this is the type of stuff that I just feel like we, we, we're moving past, we're we evolving past this now. You know, it's time to, we don't need to go there anymore. We can go elsewhere. We got other things we can talk about. Um, I feel like that, you know, there was a hashtag that was started, you know, queer shows that, you know, that we like to see. We should just keep that going because I think we just need to kind of talk about other things we would like to see. I would like to see us, as you were saying, you know, kind of like, almost like all that show, Shameless. Shameless has a good... Um, has good gay stories in there because of the, the one of the sons is gay and he's had a relationship with a gay man as well as a trans man, you know, but, but they're poor. They're poor as F. So I'm just like, I like seeing a little bit of the struggle, how it's not glamorous for us to go spend three months in an expensive-ass island. But, you know, some pe- people who are struggling to make ends meet and trying to be in love, you know, couples who are trying to find that apartment or struggling to keep that apartment or stay together when, you know, money is tight, and right. all that stuff like you know I would like that type of stuff because we do have normal lives we're not all fit we're not all out here in the sun we're not all on grinder every day and we ain't all trying to cause drama we are actually trying to live and survive we're so, trying to party cause shit you know my bedtime is like 9 o'clock I know cause sometimes <laughs> I'm like it's 1030 I'm trying to stay up I barely can get through how to go with America right. come on so late so uh, whatever. My idea of partying is watching a, a marathon in supermarket sweep. Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, that, girlfriends, sex in the city, you know, you give me a good marathon, different world. I'm, I can be, I'm trapped right there in that house. Right. But, you know, I'm going to watch the first episode just to prove that I'm right. And then <laughs> just go from there. I don't expect the show to be a hit. Um,. I think it's going to be one of those shows that get torn down. And one day they will figure it out. Like you think about looking and other shows that just didn't really give a more diverse view. Because I feel like this black guy is not going to be... Um, how do I say it? 
I don't think he's going to be black. Yeah. As in, down for his people? Yeah, I think he's going to be. Okay. I don't know, and I'm judging him, and I ain't, I don't know him, but I just feel like I'm getting, the, I just get that vibe. Well, you have fun watching. I have other stuff <laughs> to watch, um, and you know, I have my, t- I take my time very seriously yeah. as far as what I allow my eyes and my ears to hear and watch. Mm-hmm. So y'all have fun. <laughs> yeah, y'all tell us what you think of this show. I just look at it. Yeah, it just looks yeah. Like... Tell us what you think on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh Lord, what else do we have on on this tea table? Let's see what's going on. Well, I think it was something else that we had. Oh, have you seen? Now I know you probably watched Feud. Have you watched Feud yet? Now see the first episode that was on. I was at a charity show. Oh, um, so you know it's getting that time of the year, so we were busting them out, but. If you didn't hear, the feud is about the silver screen stars, Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, when they were filming Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which is an awesome film, and you need to definitely watch it. Uh, Joan Crawford is played by Meryl Streep, and Betty Davis is played by Susan Sarandon. Mm -hmm. So people, I've heard, uh, liked it for the most part. Although they still have problems with Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Um, I still need to get to it. Have you seen it? I saw a little bit of it, and it, it's really pretty. I think they I think they even used the Mommy Dearest house. Really? I, I think that's what that looked like to me. But I was like, oh, okay, y'all are really trying to make this look good. But I do hear people talking about it's hard for them to get into it because of Susan Sarandon and I didn't and I was like wow that is really that is really hurt I didn't know that would hurt but I'm like yeah I know I think it will because she did so she did the most during the election right and we'll we'll bring it feud up because you know gay guys particularly love mm-hmm. they stand for Joan Crawford and Betty Davis and I am one of them gay guys because <laughs> Joan Crawford is one of my favorite actresses and one of my favorite movies of all time is Mildred Pierce her <laughs> Academy Award winner so if you haven't seen it go ahead and see it <sighs> anywho <laughs> I need to catch up on Feud yeah well you haven't really missed much yet but um, you know it's it's it looks like it's going to be cute I have to really sit down and focus on it because it's been a I was running around doing so much this weekend but I felt like what I did see it it looks it's really it's shot really nice and you can't go wrong with, I mean regardless of Susan Sarandon being just messy she she's a great actress I will give her that um, as well as Jessica Lang who always gives you good performances so did I, say, I said Meryl Streep my bad uh, y'all Jessica Lang yeah. uh, it's, it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday <laughs> I know, but yeah, it's um, really, you know, it's going to be really something to see. And I, I'm one of the people I have not seen, um, whatever happened to bit, um, I haven't seen that movie all the way through. I saw the remake with the with some other sisters, and I can't remember their names. There was a remake? There was a remake. Um, see. With two English sisters who are very famous, and their names are slipping me right now. We may, I could probably tweet that out, but... Um, I saw that version, but I have not seen the complete original all the way through. Oh, you gotta see it. You gotta see the see it all the way through, cause it, cause 
back in the day they had such a rivalry that was in the papers and the mm-hmm. tabloids. So to get them on the same movie was just unheard of. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and see it. Uh, there's a lot of other movies that you can see from both Mildred Pierce and Betty Davis. You can see Humoresque. You can see In This Our Life. You can see Now Voyager. You can see All About Eve. Mm-hmm. You can see uh, Harriet Craig. Um, and I can go on, but we have other stuff to talk about. <laughs> Let's see. But, we, but speaking of that, we also have Beauty and the Beast. Um, as most of y'all may know, they're going to have a gay character in this. And I think it's um, LeFou. I think I like pronounce it Lafau Lafu, um, Lafu. and Lef- and um, Josh Gad is playing this character, but there's been some backlash about it. Yeah, so people were praising Beauty and the Beast for you know having this openly gay character. So he's supposedly openly gay. Mm-hmm. Now, some people didn't have such good hopes for this or had was looking at the side eye um there was a uh somebody had wrote an article for slate uh, marissa martinelli mm-hmm. she wrote as in lafou being gay and being a sidekick or you know the how do i put this being the sidekick or you know the comic relief for gaston uh fed into this gay guys wanting the heterosexual man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So it just feeds into that I need to get this straight acting man, which I can see, but I'm also on the the line of thinking as, didn't we already have a quote-unquote gay characters? Wasn't Ursula uh, portrayed uh, from a drag queen? Yeah. or lesbian wasn't scar you know yeah. he did have flamboyant tendencies mm-hmm. wasn't jafar at the very least <laughs> non-heteronormative yeah uh so i feel like we've already had this before yeah but that's just me and also it's funny because i think Gaston was the character was based off a of gay trade Mm-hmm. And I saw that article too, and I was like, you know, I can see that. And then, you know, so I'm like, you know, we these undertones have always been around. I don't know what the big deal is. And then also there was the news about the, and like a theater in Alabama, they won't show the film. <laughs> because yeah, they won't show the, they won't show the film, but they're okay with a a woman falling in love with a damn buffalo. Well, you have to remember this is Alabama, so they believe in a lot of things. Um, no shade to any of our listeners who were really in Alabama, but I'm just saying that it's it's Alabama. I used to live where I, I mean I'm from Tennessee and Alabama, and so it's very interesting um, that you know that we're at this time and people still want to boycott this situation, which will make young queer or queer interested kids curious about what this movie is, and they'll go hunt it out, and then next thing you know they will looking up what. Mm-hmm. what trade means so I'm just saying that you're not gonna that's stupid for you to try to stop playing the movie in, in certain places because it only makes people more curious sir so right will you go see Beauty and the Beast um 
No, because it's not. I didn't really care for. I don't really care for the story. I didn't watch the cartoon, so I, I would not right. see this unless somebody paid for it. But I don't really have any plans to see it. I mean, somebody asked, "What you gonna see?" I said, like, "No, only Beauty and Beast I'm gonna watch is Skull Island." The, uh, the, the new Kong. Count me out on that. I like it. I've always been fascinated with King Kong, so I'm going to check that out. I may regret it. But it is funny to think about that. It has all of the, it has the Marvel characters in this movie because you have Captain Marvel, Loki, and um, Nick Fury <laughs> in this movie. So look, that's kind of funny. Side note on that. I'm not going to see that movie because it feels like you know, nature was minding its own damn business, and here comes man, and, you know, wants to fuck up shit. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, okay, I, if I wanted to see that, I can just, you know, go to Antarctica, where it's <laughs> 65 damn degrees. And if I wanted to see that bullshit, I can just step outside, where one day it's 60 degrees, the next day it's snowing. Yeah. So, yeah, X, nah, I'm not going to see that movie. So so in ten days, y'all, y'all can go and watch Beauty and the Beast. Who knows? I may change my mind and go see it, but we'll see. We will see. All right, and now we're gonna get into what the kind of the big discussion that's been happening over the weekend, and that's about Iron Fist. So, <laughs> Lord have mercy. This weekend, um, Finn Jones, who is going to be Danny Rand, who is Iron Fist, um was on Twitter, and I think he kind of, he was retweeting a, a statement made by Riz Ahmad about, about um, you know, diversity and what have you, and he basically just kind of said representation matter is important, and here's why, and he, you know, did a retweet of what Riz said. Then someone, and I'm going to mispronounce her name, is it Ashlyn, or... Um, she came on, and she's Asian. She's Asian. Um, she's from the Geeks of Color, right? Geeks of Color, yes, she is the yes. creative director of Geeks of Color. Um, she's Singapore-born and Australia-based. That's what the description says of her. Um, came on, and the first thing she said was, "Are you real?" Then it went into a couple of conversations about. You know how problematic it is for you to be a white person playing this role. He's like, I understand that, but, you know, you can't really, you know, changing the character doesn't really change much. We have to kind of work within and look at the nuances of stuff, la, la, la. She was still, you know, putting her point out that, you know, there's issues with him. It's, it's very problematic, and this is why we can't shy away from this conversation. Um, it went on to a point where, you know, Finn was, he was civil for the most part. He wasn't messy he he was trying to explain himself and when i read this i read this several times and the one thing that i like to say to people because i think sometimes we have in our head that everybody's on the same level as you when it comes to social uh justice issues and what I, and i'm an educator so what i used to say to my students is you have to remember that not everybody's at your level so you have to have a choice of how do you have these conversations with people who are not at your level and you're trying to get them on your level. How do you have those conversations? How do you make something productive from a conversation that can be very intense and very, uh, you know, full of friction? So I saw this thing and then next thing you know, he was gone. His Twitter was gone. 
And then you got all the think pieces and articles and tweets and everything about why he left and she chased him away. She's the enemy, blah, blah, blah. And then I was looking at it and the more I looked at it, I w- it just kind of hit me that we've been talking about this for months, like months about Iron Fist being white. Um, and I would love for him to have been Asian. Right. But we didn't get that. <laughs> and they moved on. They filmed everything. Everything is there. Um, we wanted Lewis, but Lewis took another role. And Lewis was like, okay, it is what it is. We're just going to go on about our business. I, I've, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you jump in because I feel like I've talked enough about it. But I will... <laughs> I'll jump back in in a minute, but what did you think of this whole situation? At first, when I saw it, because this is what broke out Sunday night sometime, um, I was at the the drag show, so I was briefly reading through the tweets, and I thought that everybody had, they had just, was rude to him and chased him off, and then I was upset because they were rude to him. So then I did a little bit more digging, and the conversation that she and Finn had wasn't one where they were being rude to each other. Mm-hmm. They were trying to explain their points. Mm-hmm. And I guess he had got just frustrated and just <coughs> left. Mm-hmm. Now people were saying that she was mean to him and whatever. I don't think that was the case. Mm-hmm. Well, not the tweets that I read. And people were saying, oh, um, you all are always pissed off about canon and whatnot. Okay, well, well, let's break that down. So the ancient one in the comics was Asian. Mm -hmm. So now and Doctor Strange is the white woman. Um, And Nick Fury was white in the comics now he's black in the movies Mm -hmm. did you all have a problem with that it's just i've already said that marvel missed an opportunity as far as casting an asian actor Mm -hmm. we've said that since iron fist was supposed to be released well initially announced and that little man finn ain't did nothing as far as be rude I just feel like we can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it Mm -hmm. but he not only does can he talk about it but the people who make the decisions the Mm -hmm. directors the producers the people who chooses the actors and actresses who who they want in the film they also need to talk about it because it's just I don't feel like it's on the complete onus of explaining representation is sorely on the actors. Yeah. You know, the people behind the camera need to talk about that as well. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because we also have to remember that it's not all on the actors. Um, Yes, he took the role, but I feel like I, to me, I'm like, let's use our energy on the people who did the casting. Let's use the energy of people who are producing it. He took the job. I don't know how much we can keep putting. We can. He took the job because he. That was what that role was to him. He looked at it like, oh, I'm playing this character that's been around for forty years, so I'm playing this character. He didn't really think that deep about what that looks like. 
Um, right. I don't completely fault him for that because, um, again, not everybody is at that level of thinking, you know, beyond the book. But at the same time, like you were saying, we need to figure out when it, when, when, when there's no, I don't want to say when enough is enough, but we got to figure out, okay, so we, we're, right now I feel like we're in phase one. We've been in phase one for seven months about this. Right. Where do we move to phase two and three? Where do we go after this? I posted on Twitter, what are our next steps? Because I feel like all we've been doing is circling. We have beaten this horse to now it's nothing but glue. And I'm right. like, we need to kind of go to a new space with this. Because I'm like, okay, they've shot the show. He has the role. They've heard us. I don't want to... I've heard people like, they need to hear us. Like I was like, they've heard us. <laughs> I'm sorry. They have heard us. He's heard us. They heard us. They've, they've heard us. So I feel like they, they know. We said what we got to say, but I don't know how much further we have to keep going. Let me rephrase that because I don't, I don't mean like we... I'm not saying stop making, making the point. But what I'm saying is when it comes to this particular piece, we have said everything we need to say. I, I felt, as I looked at those tweets, I'm like, because somebody said something about, well, she should be able to let her speak. I'm like, yes, but she's not saying anything that hasn't been said already. So I right. feel like, yes, yeah, she can say what she wants to say, but I'm like, at this point, can we bring in something new to talk about? And I do want to say this, and I'm not throwing shade towards her or anything, but when I, this is, this, okay, this is, here's this is how I feel. If I, like, imagine you or I, we saw Laverne Cox, she said something about trans lives are human lives, or, or trans, trans rights are human rights, and we retweet and say, agreed, or yes, girl, you're right. And then somebody turns around and go, Nick, are you real? Now, how would you feel? I said, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean, if, am I real or not? Yeah. Like, explain yourself. Yes. Because I sat there and thought about it, and I was like, I said, what if I said something, I'm supporting somebody, and all of a sudden somebody at me, are you real? That's to me, because everybody kept saying, it was a civil conversation. I'm like, okay. didn't start. I said, I didn't see, I don't know how, I, mm, I struggle with that a little bit, because I'm like, if you're going to start a conversation with, are you real, I don't know how civil we're going to begin. <laughs> with right. Because in my mind, I'm going to be like, um, okay, and you are, who are you? Because that, 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 that came off like a little, and somebody pointed that out. They was like, well, if you're trying to have a civil conversation, the best thing you could have done was, hey, can we talk about this for a minute versus are you real? So I do disagree with how you start the conversation um, because the way she started the conversation, I wouldn't have, if it was me, I wouldn't have thought of that as starting off in a civil space. I would have been like, you're trying to come for me, and that's how it was right. going. So that's why when I look at, I, I stepped out of my own timeline to look at what everybody else is saying because I like to see other thoughts because sometimes our timelines are very biased. It's mostly with people who agree with you <laughs> when you think about your timeline. So when you kind of look at other things, it's like, oh, okay, I, 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 I can see this, I can see that, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with that. But it was interesting to see it because I was like, yeah, if someone came to me with that tone, I don't know how civil I will be. So let's, I want to remove, I, I don't want to remove the word civil, but that's, that's not, let's not fool ourselves to think that if anybody approached any of us like that, we would think that was civil. <laughs> so right. 
I, I disagree with that. Um, I do want us to be also careful that if we're going to engage in conversations like this, we need to either have, we need to make up our minds that either we're trying to have a meaningful conversation or we already have our minds made up and we're trying to see what we can do. Because I feel like nowadays people are trying to shoot the sheriff and not really trying to get anything else done. I'm trying to get you to that point. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get you to that point where you at me a certain way. For example, um, Roger Stone is one of Trump's um, advisors. He says something on Twitter. Someone else says something. A woman says something to him, and he called her all types of bitches and cussed her out. And then erased it. And so that's that's somebody reacting in a way that you're like, whoa. But she didn't antagonize him, but he came out that way. Now, again, if you are sitting there and you say something, someone come at you saying something like, are you real? Or who are you? You're, 8 out of 10, you're going to be like, okay, um, are you trying to start something? Don't start nothing, don't be nothing. And... That's, I mean, that's how I took it. Now, everybody else, you can have your own opinion, and I'm open to everybody else's opinion on this. And y'all can at me on Twitter if you want. But I feel like if it was completely civil, then it would have been like, hey, I want to talk to you for a minute. Not this statement of, are you real? Because it's going to throw some people off. I'm sorry. And plus, people have been at him for a while. So, of course, he's going to be on edge. So, I feel like if you're going to have a civil conversation, you need to be able to approach it in a civil manner. And you will, you will probably get a civil space. But if you don't approach it that way, you may not get that. Now, he was actually nice. He could have been a Roger Stone. <laughs> he could have right. been. He could have. But at the same time, I think he was missing the point. Yeah. And yeah. like we said, it's already been filmed. It's just waiting to get dropped. The checks have already cashed, so I mean, we could see him in the first couple of episodes get his neck broke, and then somebody else step in mm-hmm. as Iron Fist. We could be dead ass wrong about this. We should be really. And we would have, and we could have egg on our faces. <laughs> but I mean, I, honestly, I'm already. We've said that what needs to change. Obviously, the actors are listening. We just need the casting people to listen. Mm-hmm. And sure, we don't... I'm still on the fence. Like, I don't want to be taking money out of his mouth or, you know, whatever. But at the same time, you know, what What more can we do? And I think we can always continue to... We will always continue to fight. We will always continue to voice, you know, our opinions on this. I just want us to be... Mm, I can't, I, think, I can't think of the best word to say. I think we need to be really good at it to have these conversations. You know, Oprah can have these conversations and be really good at it. But we can't be coming at it like we are Safari from um, <laughs> Flavor of Love. We can't do that. And I'm not saying that's what this young lady from um, Geeks of Color did. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that we have to remember that these are intense conversations. We have to be able to come at these come to a, a civil discussion in that type of manner. We have to be able to sit at the table to do this. My major was in communications. I can't help but to think about when we have to discuss conflict that we have to really kind of 
smooth it out to where we can have a more productive conversation. But the minute that you at somebody in a certain way, you're not going to get that. And you should not even expect to get a civil conversation. Because again, if someone came at me and said, who are you or are you real? I'm in, To me, I'm going to be like, okay, you coming for me, then I'm going to come back for you. He didn't do that, but he could have. So I, and I, so I don't want us to get to a place where we're doing this to people. We need to know how right. to come at people, but come at it to where we are having conversations where we are, at the end, we have produced something and another step and another way to approach it and a best way to, to handle the situation. That's what I think we need to do. Yeah, and I, me and my partner had a, a conversation about it, and we we just need to be sensitive and understanding to everybody involved Yeah. at the end of the day. And I think the most disrespectful thing about this Iron Fist is that it's dropping on my mom's birthday. <laughs> that is just, just all kinds of disrespectful. Yeah. I said, she deserved better yeah. than this. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad they had this conversation because when you look through most of it, it is a pretty civil conversation. But I also think that, again, in the future, we need to know how to address it in a way to where we're not... Because what we don't want is the media to twist it back to where we're the villains. Right. You or, got, you know, those, those uh, colors, you know, they'll yeah. pop off at everything. You got to know how to do it to where you come off like, I was just actually trying to have a civil conversation. Where they can't twist it back at you and they don't have the ammunition to do that on you. Because if they have that ammunition to do it, they're going to do it. So I think we have to be smarter in how we approach this. Because, again, we don't want to turn people off from being on our side either. This fight is not going to be won by just a small group. It's going to be by a bigger group. And I think that we have to be able to have these conversations to where we're not, people are not side-eyeing or like, I ain't got time for this. They are like, I'm jumping in and I'm going to also have this conversation too and I want to be able to engage. Again, at the end of the day, we have to be able to engage in order to move forward. So let's keep that in mind. Um, And please, if y'all disagree with me, tell me why and tweet at us about it. Because, again, I don't fault the young lady. I keep saying her name wrong, so I apologize, Ashlyn. Ashlyn, I'm saying her name wrong, so I apologize. I do not... I don't disagree with how... I don't disagree with her conversation. I just wish that she started off a little bit more civil, not with... Are you real? Because <laughs> that could have thrown anybody off. It would have thrown me off. I'm sure it would have probably thrown you off. It would have thrown anybody off. And one more thing. Where was his PR? Like, was that... Uh, that was probably them who pulled him off. But they... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I struggle, like... Some people's PR teams are not working. Yeah. Like in the past few years, they have not been working. I know who are they like, hiring. With, with him, with all these other people, have said some dumbass. Well, not dumbass stuff. Just misinformed stuff. Yeah. Well, it's actually, some of it has been really stupid, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but I, <laughs> I'm a. I don't. I still now I'm on the fence of even watching it. Yeah. I still want to, but. At the same time, I'm just, whew, I I'm feel a, like well, I've already watched it. <laughs> I know, it does feel like that. I'm going to watch it. Um, I've I've already, 
I don't want to say I'm over it, but I'm kind of like, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to like, okay, we've already talked about this. We're all upset about it. Yes. But now let's, what's the next thing? What's the next step? And let's really think about those things when we are, we get into any type of feeling like this. Because someone tweeted this and I was like, that's kind of, sadly, that's almost true. They was like, someone said, well, wait a minute, weren't y'all upset about the ninjas? Y'all saying that, why are the ninjas and daredevil this way and now you're mad about this that way and i was like oh right like if they did cast the asian and iron fist would we be upset because it's sending it to this trope that oh only asian people can play martial artists yeah it's it's so tricky it's this is a conversation that will go beyond us but it's so tricky with it so i think i don't i don't at the end of the day i'm I would like for us to figure out the next steps when it comes to Iron Fist because I feel like we've beaten this to the point that some people are like, they over it. Like, there's people who were literally on Twitter like, I'm over this conversation or I'm over this. Or we had Asian Americans who actually side with Finn Jones. And I don't know, I don't know how to navigate through this anymore without leading into this different thing. Um, so I because either way somebody's going to get pissed off. Yeah, and I'm know, and like, no matter how you cut it. And the, and it's very interesting. It's, it, this has been a very interesting conversation. I would love to hear some of your opinions, um, listeners, about this too. Um, as I and I will say it again, I'm not mad at her for for talking to Finn. I just wish it was a, done a, a little bit, a little bit better. But you know, but I was happy that he didn't lose his mind and said some right. horrible stuff. But I think he realizes he has he has some things to learn. And hopefully he will learn this. Maybe that was something that helped him begin the journey of learning. I don't think the issue was with him himself. Mm-hmm. I think it's with the all of a sudden there's Iron Fist stands that were pissed off and saying that, oh, uh, she was rude to him mm-hmm. and she chased him off Twitter mm-hmm. and I'm like, she didn't cuss him out. No, she, she wasn't with she wasn't uh, rude Milo. To him. Right. It wasn't like uh, Milo and Leslie Jones's yeah. uh, run in where he was calling her a gorilla yeah. and, you know, all this other types of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like she wasn't rude to him, but I will say, like I said before, that that kickoff could have been could have been could have been a little not so rough because again I'm sure many of us would have been like because no no shade to y'all but some some of y'all pop off of some of the simplest things on Twitter so I know if somebody would have came to y'all that way y'all have been right to I, go. I, I, I was I'm one of those people and I'm one of those people so that's why I'm saying it I know I would have popped off so that's why I I'm not gonna sit here and act like oh you know, how can I get that wrong? I'm like, no, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, goodness, that topic, I swear. <laughs> but the jokes are oh, funny, though. <laughs> but the jokes are right, funny. Yeah, the jokes are funny as hell. Somebody had tweeted uh, a picture of Louis Tan mm-hmm. doing a pull-up. They said Obamacare versus uh, GOP health care. Yeah, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Cherry did that. Matthew A. Cherry did that. Like, uh, these jokes are still funny. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna get into our king size issue, which you probably already know what it is, but we'll get into it anyway. So we'll be back in a second. Hey, we're hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the show about politics. You gotta say the whole thing. Hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the show about politics. 
social issues, movie news, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves news. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And if you don't, the terror was win. Can I say that? You can say that. All right. All right, everybody, we're back with our king size issue. And if you haven't figured it out, well, of course, we're going to talk about Logan. So Logan dropped this weekend. Um, it is considered the last Wolverine movie. Um, and um, it came out and it made some good money. Some good money. I think, it, I think at one point it was like $85 million Yeah. over the weekend. So it did its stuff. Um, but when we get into, we're gonna just talk about them, how we felt about the movie and some of the scenes and things. But I'll let you jump in at first because I, I will, I would love to hear what you thought of this movie. Okay, so off topic, I'm not a big Logan fan. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. I think he's uh, popular for no damn reason. Um, so I was already had I was side eyeing Logan even though people were saying, oh, it's good, you need to go see it. I was like, okay, whatever. So I went to go, you know, sat down. And like the first 10 minutes, people were dropping the F-bombs. Even Professor X dropped the F-bombs. I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, I was what like, is this oh, old man yeah, I was doing? Like, Professor. I was kind yeah. of stunned. So it was like, oh, it's going to be that type of movie. And then like he had that initial fight with the uh, Hispanics and like you saw the claws going into the flesh and I was like oh so that's why it's rated R um overall it was very emotional um I felt a lot of times that I was I forgot I was watching a superhero movie I thought it was just like a simple like almost not even not a heist movie but like a uh a drama action type film Mm -hmm. um like a uh, almost uh what's the guy the crazy guy that did jackie brown um um quentin tarantino uh, yeah almost quentin tarantino-esque uh yeah. somebody alluded to the fact that it was kind of the searchers that's a old a western classic if you don't know mm-hmm. uh i like the the setting it was very it was very bleak yeah because there was the mutants weren't prevalent it was what 2029 or something like that and they weren't around so i was like oh well damn and if you did any uh research before seeing the movie logan is loosely based on the comic uh, storyline old man logan Mm -hmm. and then old man logan there is an assault of over 40 villains at the x-mansion and logan gets uh not hypnotized, but he uh, starts fighting some of the villains, and in fact, he's actually killed all of the X Men. And he says that I, I'm never going to use my claws again. Yada yada yada. I'm retired. Whatever. And the movie it alluded to the fact that Professor X had something to do with what happened and at the X Mansion, which was I, I like that twist. Yeah, uh, they never really dove into what happened if he had some kind of mental breakdown if he because all throughout the movie he's dealing with some kind of degenerative brain disease and they keep on saying he's the most dangerous mind in the world Mm -hmm. so you never really find out that exactly what happened which i think drives home's point of 
the bleakness of the movie. Yeah, I do like the fact that, you know, they, which was kind of sad they put it back on Professor X. So it's like, you know, he's the one who created everything and supposedly the one who ended it. But I do also found that, that there was a mystery of this. It's some of the X-Men, so we don't know which ones are gone and which ones are still around. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so it's leading on that there could be others out there. It was very bleak. Um, and I was like, you know, it was bleak enough to where Wolverine was, you know, this driver. And I'm just like, wow, it's that's just rough. Um, I, I, did, I wasn't a fan of him, you know, killing the Latinos. I'm like, well, damn, we get Latinos in the movie and you kill them off. Which kind of is kind of that whole theme with some of those movies. Because as you notice, um, in uh, First Class, not First Class, but um, Future, Days of Future Past, all the mutants of color were killed in the first, in the first part, you know, and then over again and over again. Yeah, it was killed twice, just in yeah. case you didn't get it. Yeah, the first just time. as you didn't get it. The first. <laughs> so it's like, um, I didn't, I, I wasn't a fan of that, but I, I like the fact that we saw a more human side of him because he didn't have his powers, and he realized he had them, but not like he used to. But then to see where this disease took over Professor X, and it was kind of sad to see a man who started this group. It's reduced to staying inside of a water tower. Right. It, yeah, that was tough to see Xavier in such a, a weak state like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, Professor X was rolling around in that souped-up wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And now he's just, he has to get cut. He, Wolverine has to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Wolverine has to put his wheelchair in the back of the car, which I know I've been there with my mama's wheelchair, mm-hmm. throwing that uh, that bastard in a trunk. Um, it was it was tough to see Xavier and even Logan in that state because they both of them were just like decrepit. Wolverine was his animantium was poisoning him, mm-hmm. so it was like it was really sad. Yeah, and then um, they used Caliban, and Caliban was loosely used in um, Apocalypse. But Caliban is a character who's he was a Morlock. Um, he's he is a mutant tr- um, tracker in some sense, and so it was. I I, enjoy, I like this version of Caliban, but Caliban started as a Morlock, and then I think Apocalypse got a hold of him and changed him into more. He made him a hound, and one yeah. in the comics, um, but Caliban. He didn't really talk about Caliban because Caliban used to always say his name first. He'll say Caliban likes this or something like that. But uh, always spoke in third person. Yeah. So, um, but it was good to see Caliban in there. It was kind of sad to see how he was treated in the in the movie because I I wanted a little bit more of what Caliban can do. But he is a tracker, um, especially or how he got with them in yeah. the first place. Like, yeah. Like, why Caliban? Uh, everybody else, why Caliban? Uh, right. There was one scene where he was in the, because, you know, he can't see the sunlight, and he looked like a spy versus spy. Yeah. And that, that hat and that poncho. Yeah. Um, but I would have liked to see a little background as far as, like, why, of all mutants, Caliban, mm-hmm. and whatever happened to the Morlocks, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they can delve into that in future, future movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about the introduction to X-23. Yeah, so Laura came into the picture and she's a little bit younger in the movie than she is in the comic. In the comic, 
Now, the comic, it's a little bit more seedier because um, she was doing a whole lot of stuff um, when she was introduced. Like, she didn't even know who she was. I think at one point, she was kind of a a prostitute at one point. I want to say that. I might have to double check that. But um, there's a lot about her. Um, she's been doing, like, she was basically a killer way, you know, beforehand, before she was even brought into the X-Men. Um, like, she was sent on her first mission. She was supposed to kill the president, candidate, like a presidential candidate and all that good stuff. So she has a very rich history. I would encourage y'all to read a lot about her. But I loved how she was introduced because um, she was... She just had that look. Like, she fit this look of what a wild little girl will look like who's basically a machine. Um, but I really liked the fact that, you know, she was silent um, and her actions spoke for her. Uh, I liked the fact that the nurse was caring for her and treated her like that was a, her daughter. Um, right. And I did like her. that she shut up for the, the majority of the movie because you know I loud, obnoxious kids in movies irritate the shit out of me. Um, I did like the, the fact that the nurse was basically her mother. Would you call them mutants, though? That That's interesting because they were, they're engineered, they're engineered, um, using, I guess, DNA from, you know, everybody else. And I thought... That this was because I remember we hosted this is supposed to be like I want to say Mr. Sinister supposed to be in this next movie because you know what you call it in when um, Apocalypse ended it was all about Mr. Sinister yeah. so I assume this was his work but it didn't seem like that at all I don't know if we can call them mutants uh, I, I, what, genetically modified yeah, mutants or yeah. genetic I, yeah and going back to your point yeah I thought that Mr. Sinister was supposed to be in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, that's what some people alluded to the fact that there was supposed to be a a mad doctor mm-hmm. in it. I, this we had actually covered this on a few uh, episode ago that there was a doctor that was supposed to be in a, this movie, but I didn't see any kind of reference to that or anything. Yeah, but you know maybe we'll get. A Mr. Sinister in another yeah. another X-Men movie. But I, I'm kind of glad they gave us a little bit more of a cleaner lore because, yeah, if you do look back in the past, she was um, a prostitute um, and she was by, and her pimp was called Zebra Daddy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she has a very colorful past. Um, but yet to know that she was a prostitute. Now, again, she's a little bit older. She's like I don't. I want to say she's like sixteen when we meet her, um, but sixteen or seventeen, one of the two. But again, I liked how the movie had a take on her, um, and I found it interesting that they they used all Mexican women who carried the babies. Right. Um, and then, and I, she said they basically used these women because nobody would care about them or remember them. And I was like, God, that's just kind of. That hit a little cl- too close yeah, to home. Yeah, that, that was kind of tough. I was like, God, because that's... Mm. 
And that was interesting, though. But then they were using, I guess, the DNA of all these different people, and Logan was that person. So that was interesting. Because I was thinking they were going to try to pull it back to the, we- the Weapon X, because apparently in the comic it is a Weapon X situation, but this was a little bit different. Um, I liked that when, you know, she was learning from him and um, accepting of the fact that there was some there was people there looking after her. Because the way she will, you know, put her hand on Professor X or how she trusted Professor X right away. And I liked the fact that he was like, I've been communicating with her. Like, the excitement he had when he saw her was good because I was, I was, it was making me sad to see this bleak version of Professor X, but to see him excited when they found her was really neat, too. Um, I liked the introduction of, the we, of, of Donald Pierce and the Reavers. Um, but I wish we'd have more of the Reavers, like what, because they show that they had like um, cyborg parts, but but in the comic they're they're mercenaries, and right. um, Donald is also a member of the Hellfire Club, so they didn't really. Yeah, talk. he is. Uh, yeah. yeah, forgot about that. I mean, they didn't reference that, but it, it would be nice to see that a little something about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, wasn't there a Reaver that was like? Um, modified to almost like a wheelchair or something it's, yeah i can't remember his name it's not pretty boy it's I can't remember it was something like that because he was like a, it was like a mini tank yeah yeah exactly he's that, like yeah crafted to uh like a a tank or something which was kind of cool and the, they, the only reason i remember that is because the uh, out of the past episode on the animated yeah. series um i like the the fight scenes were really cool the stunt choreography was yeah. amazing um it was good to see a wolverine and an x-23 that wasn't restricted as far as the oh the movie rating so yeah. you can see the blood in the guts and uh when she was fighting the initial wave of the bad guys in the the warehouse and she came out with and had that guy's head yeah. I was like, okay, this, this bitch, this little bitch means business. No, she wasn't playing. <laughs> um, but I like when she did start speaking. I like that she was she was saying the names of her of her family basically, right? Um, because those people we get that she wanted to go back, and I like something about the fact that there was they they created a comic book based on these people on the X Men, and how. They use it as like that will be where our haven is because we'll just create it where they say it will be, and I I kind of like that too. But I I want to get into the future mutants because I was really impressed with the future mutants, um, just because if you look at it, they're mostly um, Latinx. Um, they're mostly of color, these right. future mutants and. Um, their leader was Richter, and Richter is bi. So in the comics, he's bisexual. So it's, it, or or a queer. We will say queer. Um, so that was kind of neat to see that because I was seeing how people already have started writing a fan fiction about Richter <laughs> from the little character in there. So let's talk about the uh, the next clone. Well, I think that would be X twenty four. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts about him? Um, well, it, granted, it was just another another Logan, but... 
Well, it's funny because when we went to see this movie, we, 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 we kept calling him Daddy. We said, that's the Daddy. Because he was, no offense, but X24 uh, was kind of hot. Like, when you looked at it, I was like, oh, he's, he can get it. He can get it real quick. Um, but that was interesting to see him. It makes you realize there are other, there's probably more of him out there that they're making. Um, or they were trying to make. But that was kind of freakish because the way the scene went, I didn't catch it until, like, wait, that's not him. Um, oh, yeah, when Professor X was talking about yeah. what happened, and I was like, oh, wait, some why is he talking as if he's got got to go somewhere? Yeah. And then when the, they didn't show Logan the whole... They didn't show Logan in its entirety. I was like, okay, this is when the Xavier's going to get it. And sure enough... Mm-hmm got them them claws right through the uh, chest yeah and, and I, I want to quickly talk about the family because I was a little mad that the black family had to die I was like why did they have to die like couldn't they just got out and left them there like they didn't have to die but I, I was like if you look sure. at every Wolverine movie the first one that we don't talk about every time they crash in with a family they all die so I was sitting there like why are y'all trying to stay here y'all know this is y'all putting these folks in danger and I was really sad. I was hoping that the boy was going to be like a mutant. I thought he was going to be a mutant. I, I was like, he's getting giving me mutant tendencies, yeah. but apparently not. And shout out to Kimberly Elise for getting a, still still working up out there. I haven't <laughs> seen none of him forever. Or um, Eric LaSalle. I was like, it's good to see this right. But I so was. Oh, go ahead. But no, I was a little sad to see that. Um, I was a little sad to see them die. But it made me hopeful for, the again, the future of the mutants. Because I'm really excited that they're mutants of color. But I I wonder what's, what's the next step with them. Where are they going to go? Who's going to help right. them? So let's talk about the, the ending. Mm-hmm. I... Like I said earlier, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of Logan or Wolverine, mm-hmm. but when, when he finally died, mm-hmm. I didn't expect it, expect me to get in my emotions as much as I did. Yeah. And then when she held his hand and called him dad, yeah. that, that hurt even yeah. more. And then she buried him and they had a, you know, they had a cross on this uh, grave, and then she turned it into an X. Yeah. And that took me down again. I was like, that's... It was a fitting ending to such an iconic role. Yeah. And I like I liked also when they were watching TV at the hotel, and they were watching that scene as Professor X, that was his favorite movie as a kid, that when, that's, that's how she knew how to express sadness but also appreciation of this person who's dead and then she recited it and I was like oh that's because that's all she knows that's all she knows that's a that's actually a good movie Shane Mm -hmm. Uh, because when he's walking away uh the little boy is yelling for him Mm -hmm. and that that movie is sad too oh my gosh but yeah this any uh did you catch the the little girl the little boy uh holding the Wolverine action figure yeah (laughs) I was like, oh, y'all, I see these little Easter eggs. Yeah, that, a little bit about some of the, because some of the mutants have been seen in comics, I think. 
Um, again, Richter is one of the most noticeable ones because he, he's been with the New Mutants. He's been with the X-Factor. Um, so we are and we're very familiar with him. Um, but it, I went back and forth about do we want more stories. If it's done by the right people and if they tell the right stories, then you can give us a few more, but let's not overdo it. Let's not take this and be like, oh, we're going to do another X-Men. I'm like, ah. Right. Like, we, didn't, we didn't say that. We said <laughs> that if you did something else, we didn't say that. Don't get your hopes up. But I think all of the, just because Deadpool was rated R and then this was rated R, there mm-hmm. doesn't need to be like this mass exodus for all superhero movies to be rated R. You know, yeah. as far as like the Avengers movies, they're what rated PG thirteen or something like that. Yeah. So there's still there's still a market, and they can still do good in that rating. Yeah. Um, it's just for certain storylines, then they need to have a more adult rating. Yeah. And I think uh, they shouldn't jump on the bandwagon as oh we got our for our next franchise you know let's just put a, a little girl in there for Wolverine and then call it done you know we yeah. have there has to be a good storyline there has to be a good screenplay a good directors good actors so I think they they did it they finally got it right it sucks that it had to be after 16 years that yeah. they finally got it right but it was a good send off yeah it was. It was. I liked the way it ended. I liked that the rocks had moved, like he was going to come back out. I liked that it was over. Um, but I would love to see more um, X-23. So I think we, they, they could play it straight and really maybe get into her growing up into something different. Um, but I liked that he told her, don't be me. And hopefully she would be something different. So in all, I, I enjoy Logan. Because like you, I'm not the biggest fan of Logan. Now, Hugh Jackman, I'm, a, I'm always a fan of yes. Hugh Jackman. Because that's, that's just a big, that's just a big old man right there. But even, even I, we were making jokes, like even in his old man Logan, he was still hot as old, you know. He still could have got it. To be honest, yeah. To be completely honest. Yeah, he could have yeah, got it right there. Like, you know, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, I enjoyed the movie. I'm glad it was a it was the better of the three, um, and I like that we we I feel like we got more depth of him in this movie. Yeah, I agree. It was more story driven and mm-hmm. not contingent on how these special effects and these action sequences were landing. Um, this was, I think, in my opinion, one of the best superhero movies. Hmm. Uh, that's been created at DC or Marvel. Hmm. That's big words. I know this. <laughs> that's big words right there. But no, I, I, it was very good. I This combo who put this movie together, they can do more. I'm fine with that. Just keep Brian out. Just don't, just don't invite him to the party. And we will be pretty good. But, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, I enjoyed the movie. I will actually watch it twice. So, uh, right. yeah. So, yeah. So, that's our little review of Logan. If you uh, go ahead and see it again if you need to. Um, and that's our show for this week. 
You can catch us on Twitter. We're at Megashane Pod and Megashane. Also, our personal accounts, I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor is at Wonderman5. Visit our website at themegashane.com. We're also on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash themegashane. Uh, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Give us a rating, a like, a comment. Those ratings and comments do help as far as visibility. Uh, what else? What else? Read Victor's comic, Strange Lore. At, is that Taptastic, right? Yep. Um, what else? Every day I do a song of the week under the hashtag Borders Picks. Um, anything else we need to plug? No. Oh, visit Universal Fan Con. Yep. And also, you know, as you know, if you have any questions for us or you just want to chat with us, please do some of you already do. So continue it on, tell a friend, and make sure that y'all are listening, liking, and accepting. <laughs> right. And contact us if you have any questions, comments at megashane6 at gmail.com. Yep. That's pretty much it. So we'll see y'all next week. Take care, y'all. All right. Bye.